0: Welcome to the one within all to another episode of Innerverse. And, man, this is going to be a good one. I've been excited for weeks, maybe months to do this. We have David Whitehead, the truth warrior himself. I should say the unslaved truth warrior. So I guess to give him a full introduction, I've got to say he's a martial artist, a coach, a dad, a husband, a podcaster, a researcher, and a general all-around badass so with david we're going to be talking about his new series the cult of the medics and if you caught him on previous interverse episodes where we've talked we discussed the importance of shadow work and how that relates to the body we had a great talk about the hero archetype how to embody that we looked at the lord of the rings as a model for the battle against evil And wow, it turns out that those conversations were just the training, the mental training wheels for the reality that we faced in the last two years. David's been on the front line, cut off from every mainstream social media and platform, innovating and leading the charge to moving to different places, including Rockfin, where you can watch this right now. Uh, So David, he's just really slaying the beast with conversations, uh, medical experts, doctors, people who are willing to blow the whistle on the tyranny and on the fakery. And there's just too much to <laughs> really encompass in an introduction. So we're going to jump right into it. David,
1: my man, welcome to Interverse. Chance, you're awesome, man. Thank you so much for that. Thanks for having me back. Uh, it's been a while. We've been chatting on and off here and there doing some shows together. We've had you on Enslaved a bunch doing some killer shows of your own. And uh, you've been doing a great job here. So I'm just happy to be here with you, brother. Yes, yes. I think I
0: may be up there in the all time most unslaved visits. <laughs> you are. You are. You got the medal right now. So. And OK, has, let's uh, let's keep that going. More shows Have in mind down the road. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, man, let's since we're going to be talking about the cult of the medics, I want to let you introduce what that project is all about and how it's a huge culmination of years of research. but the I think the direction that I want to orient this talk in is because my audience is definitely primed for it and we don't have to beat around the bush of skepticism. I'm not here to talk to normies. I mean, if normies want to get into this deep end, let's go there. But I am looking to really hone in on the cult aspect of this and the antiquity of what it is we're facing. So. Yeah, let's jump right in. Tell us about Cult of the Medics. What made you decide to do this? And how did you make it so damn nice and polished and epic and inspiring, despite being about such scary,
1: creepy, crazy shit? Well done, sir. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, you know, you have an idea. uh, You have a vision of what you want to create. And you don't always know if you're going to nail what you see in your head. And I feel like in a weird way um, that there's something guiding this process. Um, And it could be however people want to picture that. For me, I just feel like there's sort of a warm hand on my back with this. Uh, Part of that is the incredible uh, debt of gratitude that I have to the teachers that taught me this information, that showed me this. There were many times in my life where I could have gone a completely different direction with my life. Uh, Many opportunities that I've turned down in order to pursue the career that I chose to pursue. Um, And this wouldn't be possible without these great men and women who came well before me. Some of them still walk the earth, thank God. Uh, Some of them are gone, who left warnings to us about the nature of the world we live in, what's really going on. And uh, basically an ancient occult war that's been happening on this planet for many, many, many thousands of years. And so that's what we're going to be unrolling throughout really this series. And and Cult of the Medics, just in a nutshell, is basically I'm doing an ongoing investigation that I'm bringing you, the audience, along with me to unpack all this research and all these seemingly disconnected puzzle pieces that I've gathered for probably about 18, 19 years um, of my life, getting into the history of the medical industrial complex which would be that's your big pharma, your world health organizations, your Fauci's, your Bill Gates, all those guys. But that's where people stop. That's where people look at this on a superficial level and go, okay, there's probably a little bit of corruption going on and some secret handshaking behind the scenes. And yeah, we now know that Pfizer is like the world record holder for the most amount of criminal fines in human history. And yet they're still in business and they still dominate and control your media. And they're still rolling out the so-called solution to a so-called problem. And now everybody's just going along with that and thinking, well, we got this book by RFK that came out exposing Fauci and the NIH and the history of that. That's all very valuable. I'm thinking, you know, everybody's been attacking this from every possible angle since this whole pandemic thing started two years ago. And I had previously been planning to do Cult of the Medics before 2020. I I was hoping to get it out by maybe 2018, 2019. That's kind of how I was thinking about it. And I was just going to get into the pharmaceutical industry and, and then get into some of these secret societies like the Knights of Malta, Club of Rome, these kinds of things, which we can talk about. Um, but I something inside me, Chance, told me to wait. And I'm glad I did because now I have so much, so much information, so much proof of this thesis that I've been working on for many years. And it is a thesis that I still don't even have all the puzzle pieces because we are Looking you have enough. At these, I, I'm sure. But the way I see it, the way I see it in my head, this sort of holographic image of this thing that I'm trying to get off my chest with this series. Um, there's there's so many There's a lot of questions still. But that's a good thing. And that's what I'm trying to say with this series is I need you. I need the listeners of this show. I need people that are interested in this subject and want to know what's really going on in this world. Not what you think is going on. Not what you want to be going on not what the media is telling you that's going on, whether it's mainstream or alternative, but what is actually going on. That's what we got to get to. And I need all that help. So I'm putting what I got from my resources out in these uh, these series. And really each episode, we're just skimming the surface of each subject that I bring up. There's scores of books and notes and documentaries and stuff you can get into on every point that I'm making. But um, I'm looking to everybody to help contribute to this research. And I know there's even smarter people than me out there other producers, other podcasters, other researchers that probably know more than I do in, in a bunch of these different categories that I'm bringing up that can help add more weight to this argument and to what's, to what's really happening here. And so that's my goal is to put this out there, just kind of drop the bomb and go, okay, guys, what happens now? And see what happens. And, uh, and that's it. So yeah, we're getting into uh, the ancient and occult origins of what we call the medical industrial complex because everybody wants to know Who's doing this shit to us and what do they want? What's this whole thing really all about? Is it about a virus? You know, is, is all this climate fear and doom and gloom all really about saving humanity and saving the environment or is there something else behind it? Um, what's with this stuff about all these elites and scientific organizations and 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 various royals and, and big think tanks talking about depopulating the planet and there's too many humans? You know, is there anything to that? Um, and what's really going on? Is it new? Did this just start with Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset? Did this just start with the, them announcing some flu from China? Or does this fit a blueprint or a model that they've been working on for decades, if not centuries, to do two things? One, gain power and control over land, resources, and people. And B, maintain control over land, resources, and people. And that's what it's really always been all about. Um, It starts with the battle of ideas, which is why we get into the exploring. We're going to do that a lot in chapter six, which will be popping out on December 21st. I'm working hard on that. Uh, We're going to be jumping into the history of religion, um, specifically of the negative kind, the collectivistic kind run by, you know, getting into the Vatican, the Jesuits, the history of the Knights of Malta, where they even came from going back into history. So there's so many things. And then you know, uh, just what I'm doing is I'm casting this big theory out there with current updated information about what's been going on with the pandemic and how they're just to show people they're using these weapons against you exactly as they said they would many decades ago. There's this did not just start with a virus. This is not about a virus. I'm not saying there isn't something like that going around. I caught it myself early February, 2020, But, um, you know, uh, it's not what they're saying that it is, which means it's about something else. So this all together is about how to figure out what is that something else.
0: (laughs) I have about seven lines of notes just from your opening there. So (laughs) what I want to say is definitely express a big gratitude to the community. I mean, we've got a bunch of people tuning in live right now, which is awesome. It proves and I looked at just like the. The like ratio on Rockfin for and that's just one of the places where you have cult of the medics uploaded and it's like way up there. So this is very well received. I think the attention to quality that you put into the production and whoever helped you put this together, or did you edit it yourself? I don't know, but
1: <laughs> that's I is, did a one man show here, man. One man show, and you never know if you didn't huh? resonate.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: how I roll too, buddy.
0: And that yeah is- all the more impressive wow so you know how to make an inspiring epic documentary the music everything it's just madness to even consider combing through all the information that you have compiled over the years so whenever you put out the call just a minute ago to the to the community that we're speaking to right now to help crowdsource this it, this further research further finding connections i think that's crucial And thank God for stuff like Telegram where we can actually speak freely right now. And if that goes away, there'll be something else. But right now and always, I think there's going to continually be options for us to resist the conformity, resist the the Borg, if you will. So, you know what? My community is the same. They, Since I got in there and started connecting with people through apps like Telegram and building this network, the acceleration of my understanding of things is really rapid. There is a real like uh, collaborative effort where other people's research, they can distill it down to the important cliff notes. They can hit me with that. And I, you know, because who has time to look at it all? We're in a deluge of information. I think that's part of the mechanism of the internet is to overload us with information and contradictory information. I mean, health is the prime example of, you can find something to prove and disprove every single thing that you might find out is good or bad for you, depending on where you look. So <laughs> it comes down to, you know, with science, especially health, it's an in of one sample size that is important, which is you. And that's what the real, what you were talking about with this blueprint or model that's been followed over the course of centuries to lead us to this point. I believe that like other things that the dark occult, you could call them, have been up to, it's an externalization of something that was always only ever meant to be an internal process. And that's oh alchemy. So the externalization of alchemy gives us this weird androgyny push, gives us this crazy transhumanist thing. And, you know, maybe we can speak on that how the corruption of legitimate spiritual ideas and philosophies into an externalized hierarchy has been the real key component to humanity's slow decline into, you know, lower IQ, lower birth rates, lower, lower everything good. It's, yeah. it's definitely something to do. It's definitely a spiritual mechanism that's like a trigger being pulled here.
1: Well, and and you're right. And I'm glad you brought up that subject of alchemy. It's something I dealt with in chapter five. Um, And by the way, for people that are just new to this, you can check all this out right now, cultofthemedics.com. All five episodes are there. They're free. All I did was put a little donation box. If you find value, if you can't even uh, afford a dollar for support, no problem, at least maybe help share it out if it resonates with you. But all those chapters are there so you can get caught up. I'm going to be releasing a lot of bombshells in chapter six coming out, I guess, next week. The pressure is on, um, but I'll have it wrapped up and ready to go. I've dedicated my soul to this. I've put everything into this that I can, um, and I'm very limited because ideally, I wanted this to be something where I could travel around and do real footage everywhere and get or- organic footage all over. I wanted to go to Ireland. I want to go to Malta. I wanted to go to Rome. You know, So that'll be a project we'll have to pack out in the later future. Um, this is just the best I can do with the tools I have, you know, story blocks, some documentary footage, and just some, just some creativity and some time in, uh, but down the road, I want to expand it. But to your point about alchemy, um, I wanted to make sure when I covered that element of this, because this is how I see it. Uh, Let me finish that sentence. I want to make sure when I cover that element of alchemy in this film, in this series, I wanted to do justice to it and show people, uh, that this isn't something that's evil, None of these things in and of themselves are evil. Okay. No symbol is evil or good. No technology is evil or good. No, even ideas. It's good to have ideas that help counterbalance your thinking. So you don't get stuck into a cult like mindset where you're calcified in your thinking and you can't see the forest from the trees and you can only see your own dogma in front of you and you can't open your mind to see other possibilities. Um, you know, I learned that in my lifetime as a martial artist, you know, pursuing different martial art disciplines. We've talked about that before, was just, you know, there's all of these died in the flesh, uh, focused disciplinaries in their field and their art, and they, you know, cast shade on everybody that doesn't come from their camp. And I went, what the hell, you guys? Why didn't you listen to some Bruce Lee or some of these other guys that were out there telling you that, you know, first of all, it's an internal process of creating an artist and creating a better human being and learning an art form that has to do with your mind, body and soul. And then there's all these little camps everybody gets put into to crystallize their brain and to make it stick only in one way. Well, what else is that but religion? What else is that but all these different secret society, mystery school traditions, the Masons, the the cults of the world? All they've done is pillage an ancient archive that was once widely known, I believe, and according to the ancient myths and legends around the world was once widely known. As a universal understanding of how this reality works, how your consciousness works, what God, what we call God really is, how that works. Um, And what happened is we just did a a few shows on unslaved. Actually, our our last episode, we just really I just released it today. We had a a gentleman come on uh, talking about cataclysm and ancient trauma and comets and how there was comet worship and comet. People were afraid of comets and they, because they actually witnessed these types of cataclysms take place. And this idea plays into how things went wrong and how evil came into the world was because evil was born through trauma. And there's various ways we can look at it. I'm going to be unpacking some different theories throughout the series. But in this idea I'm telling you about, about ancient trauma, you could literally just look at it as Earth was hit by some kind of ancient cataclysm in the ancient past. The evidence is everywhere. We're talking pole shift. We're talking major impact zones from different asteroids and comets. We're talking uh, floods. We're talking, you know, one time there's a mountain, there's no mountain in front of you. And then there's a mountain pushed up in front of you because of massive impacts and changes in the earth. Um, And you can get into, you know, some of these great thinkers, Comms Beaumont, um, Emmanuel Velikovsky. I could list a whole bunch of names. But not to dwell too much on that, I just wanted to bring that up. We covered in this recent unslaved episode. You can check it out, unslaved.com. But that's if you start from there, that at at the very least, even however people see history, humanity was traumatized on a genetic level. I mean, I'm even going to be rolling out uh, the idea of intervention theory and bringing Lloyd Pye back uh, onto the table and many of these other thinkers talking about something not of this earth coming here to tinker around and genetically experiment on human beings in the same way that we do to animals and life on this planet. So it's not really that far out when you really look at it. I'll roll that out later. Especially when you
0: consider nature as a fractal that is self-similar across different dimensions of scale.
1: Right, right, right. The unity, the holographic, the electric concept, the whole thing, electromagnetism, like this gets into a lot, right? But to, to try to I don't want to jump in too many directions. Sorry, guys. My mind is in a billion places because of all this editing, but let me yeah. get it crystallized for you. So alchemy. So alchemy or magic or religion or uh, shamanism or these different things were born as a way of healing trauma. That trauma that I was talking about, uh, my colleague, Michael Tessarian, you've had him on many times. He brought, he was the one that introduced these thinkers to me and this whole idea to me. So thanks goes to him. You must read his work on this. It's essential. But uh, the idea that humanity was traumatized on a deep phylogenetic level, okay, and that's just a fancy word for saying you have an ancient genetic memory in your body. I don't care what race you come from, what gender you identify as, what political affiliation, what religion you claim—it doesn't matter. You're coming from stock that was traumatized deeply on a level that I don't think we can even understand. And that's just the ancient traumas of where we came out of in a current form. Right. Um, And then over time, think of the traumas that have happened to humanity, the wars, the, the movement of empires, the destruction and decimation of entire lines of people. Uh, the eradication of of whole groups and tribes that would never be remembered. They're like the extinct animals, you know, Um, just the trauma of life, the trauma of all these things, the the feeling of helplessness, all these things that we've experienced, there's a root to it. And guess what? Certain groups decided, certain ideologues, certain people went into a frequency of thinking where they said, well, as humanity is trying to rebuild itself, recovering from these ancient traumas, We are going to take and plunder the remnants, just the remnants of what was left of the technology that we had once upon a time and the knowledge that we had once upon a time, which once was universal. There wasn't any of the stuff about different uh, factions and all that. That was that came after this drama, in my opinion. And uh, what this group decided to do or these these lines, they said, we are going to take the thrones of the earth. We are going to steer humanity back in the direction they need to go. We are going to be the caretakers of humanity on behalf of the gods, God, however you want to visualize who who that might be or what that might be. And um, the only way to keep humanity in check is to keep them in that divided, traumatized state. So that is where the birth of what we could call dark alchemy came from and the birth of evil into the world. Uh, It came from trauma. And the reason I bring that up is because I think often of this quote from Yoda, you know, uh, the Jedi, the green man, right. Coming out in a star Wars uh, series to say, you know, um, evil is the product of hate or anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Here we go. Right. It's an old, old ideology. Well, think about that. If, if we look at the question of evil, which is what we're really, really, really getting into with this series is the nature and presence of evil. All right. Where it came from, how it operates, And it showed up in certain people's minds. It can hit any one of us, I guess. But they decided to use this knowledge as a way of gaining and maintaining power in the world. As opposed to rebuilding, using that power to rebuild humanity and and bring us back to where we were. This was an opportunity for literal full spectrum dominance. And so they took that opportunity. And so uh, that long little segue is for me to explain That when I was breaking down alchemy, it was very quick, just very quick treatment in that that show. But you can get a whole study of this, that you have this dark alchemy, which is the inversion of nature. That's really what it is. is And you have to invert it in order to control it. It's the idea that instead of the positive alchemy, which is a spiritual concept of being at one with God, being at one with the universe, being at one with nature and one with humanity... You are you in order to uh, gain power, you need to invert those principles and defy nature and defy humanity and defy that order. And, in, and that's how you achieve earthly power. Right. But there's still
0: the an order to it. That's the like to interject. really oh, yeah. Briefly, there's an order to it. It's the path of the Kabbalah. In a sense, it is right. metaphorized as the tree of life upside down. And that's the concept of black magic in a metaphysical depiction. So what makes it effective in enslavement is that it is not out of balance with nature in the sense that it is mirroring the ascension. It's like it's like the roots of a tree. It even actually helps us grow as souls why this evil is here, but
1: we have to yeah. face it. Otherwise, <laughs> the tree dies. That's it. That's it. That's really w- and well said. And none of those symbols are of themselves evil. It's just... It's about humans need a map of things. That's what symbols are. That's why we started our first languages were symbolic languages, you know, from cave art to the kanji systems of the East to the hieroglyphics, you know, of Egypt. Uh, it all came from or the Hebrew language, right? All that Greek. It's all symbolic language. Then it becomes this, you know, left brain type of language. Um, but the real the first language was symbols. There was an image of God before there was a word of God. Okay. Um, and, and so the inversion or use of symbols is the way to control, manipulate the human mind, which is to control and, and manipulate the, that crystal, that crystalline power of that soul, that sun, that, that spirit and soul that we have imbued with us. It's a way of, of, of exploiting that and, and corralling that. That's really what it is. So in a nutshell, I look at it like a very simple example of what I'm trying to lay out here. Is we're dealing with human farming okay and i know that might come as kind of a shock to certain people others who are skilled will know exactly what i'm talking about
0: well back but, hold on farming sounds a lot like pharmacos or pharmakia doesn't oh, it?
1: you got me you got me. i was gonna that's oh, okay it was a good one you sorry you're, you're, i just made that
0: connection like yesterday i couldn't believe i was so <laughs> slow
1: to go wait farm pharma what it <laughs> might be spelled differently but it means the same thing okay so that's why I love talking to you chance, you know, your stuff. Um, so let's get to the good stuff then. So you've got, we talked about alchemy positive and negative magic pos- you know, positive and negative. Um, and I was trying to get the, the idea across to people that we are on somebody's chessboard here. We are dealing with magicians. We're not dealing with politicians and, and bankers and, you know, a couple Jews over there, or a couple Catholics over there, a couple Knights Templars over there. We're dealing with magicians. Okay, ancient magicians that have a very, very ancient knowledge. Now, guess what? The good news is those dark magicians, so-called, they're not the only show in town. Because my message is evil is not the only force at work in this world. All right. And you're right, chance, we need this as a on a higher, higher level that this force, whoever these people are that are operating under this their own little hex, they don't even know they're a part of that bigger plan. Okay. They think they're in a contained system. They're materialists. Um, at least publicly, they're materialists. And they they have a different way of looking at reality completely. They look at earth as a fallen world. They look at us as a lost cause. Man has fallen. Um, we're just a disease. We're a cancer. But really, that's just language for them to justify the fact that we're getting in their way of maintaining their hegemony. So they need to farm us because Look at these statements from these various religious institutions. I don't care where you go, but let's just keep it in the Western context because that's where we live right now. Let's go to the history of the Vatican, the Vaticano, right? Where does that even come from? People want to talk about some bankers and some couple little groups over here being in charge of this whole thing. Are hey, I got one for me? you just, to, just that I learned yesterday.
0: Catholic in Greek means all or universal. And pan in Greek means all or universal. That's right. So this
1: horned deity, I just learned that yesterday. Pan, Catholic. Yeah, that's a great connection. Catholic, the universal religion, the universal religion. Are they talking universe-like meaning they're the only religion on this planet? Or are we talking universal religion? But that's another thing. But let's just say this. Yeah, yeah, basically, we had the fall of man, which is correct, but the fall of man happened after these cataclysms, okay, after the loss of knowledge, after the fall from grace, right, Um, after these deluges, after that trauma that we couldn't recover from, even though we had that alchemy and that knowledge to repair at that time, but we were sort of betrayed in a way, uh, humanity, and left as a, viewed as a farm animal from henceforth, viewed as a creation, right, you go to the Sumerian epics, uh, you go to the Popol Vuh, you go to the mahabhatra you go to these ancient texts and they'll talk in those terms about discussions amongst the councils of heaven the councils of the gods or god talking to the elohim which is a pluralistic term for god the gods where there's these discussions that uh, you know we need to go and make men in our image after our likeness and we have to make an we have to make a creature as in their terms this is from the Popol Vuh, let us make a creature We Basically, we messed it up with our first creature. Let's go make a new creature that will better give us our ease, will better give us God's our ease. So this was the first kind of statements and statements from people like Jack Berenger and um, and so many other uh, scholars getting the idea of this human farming concept. And so let's just think about this, Chance. Let's zoom up to the present day for a minute and we'll, we'll tie it all together. So right now, what are we in with this pandemic? Well, I'm, advocate, I'm, I'm alleging that we are in a mass human experiment, okay? And a lot of people might immediately think, oh, Dave, yeah, you're talking about these experimental shots, this mRNA technology and all this graphene oxide and whatever the hell else is in there, right? That's experimental, okay? Yeah, that's one element of it. But I think the whole thing is an experiment. And in chapter four, I think it was, yeah, chapter four, I went into the history of experiment, human experimentation to show you that this isn't anything new that they've been experimenting on humans like lab rats, not just since the industrial revolution and the ad- advent of modern science, but I'm advocating that this goes all the way back to Atlantis and before. And, and or even if you just, if you're not into Atlantis theory, go to ancient Egypt, then or, where, wherever you or Samaria, wherever you feel comfortable Go into ancient times, the idea of creating chimeric alchemically modified humans, alchemically modified, meaning using the knowledge of alchemy and, alchemy is just a skill. It's just a tool, right? It's not anything good or evil, but it can be used by evil people to do evil against humanity, right? So if they use an alchemical process, understanding this ancient knowledge that I've told you about, and they were, you got all these holograms or uh, hieroglyphs of man, animal beings, which yes, you could go into metaphor and symbology and everything else, but what if there's also a literal aspect to it, at least an aspect? And then you get all the way through history, you realize that there's all these statements about modifying man, modifying man so that they are more subservient, so that they think more collectivistically, so that they're easily led. Okay. And if you want to have an, a universal church to rule over humanity, that that says in its own doctrine that they are the vicars of the gods. The vicars in Latin is just talking about the stand-in. They are, they're like, we're here farming humanity on behalf of the gods that left the planet, right? Or that we're serving them, right? So we're here standing in on the thrones of the earth to take care of you poor little lost souls. And don't you worry, we're going to get everything fixed up, right? Just sign here, sign your life and your soul and your mind and your body away to the cult of the medics. And we will make sure that you are healthier, happier, more free. They're going to promise you the world, but look at the world guys. Have they achieved it? Who's running the show right now? If I'm alleging that we've got this sort of cult that's running, uh, you know, not just the medics, but many, many other things as well. They have different branches. Uh, If under their watch, we're experiencing death, disease, depression, decay, loss of freedom, uh, the, the, the end of humanity under this whole transhumanist cult which is sent simply alleging that, and they're going to sell you to, oh, it's just for your health. It's just so we can give you a bionic arm if you lost your arm, or we're going to get a brain implant in you to stop your seizures. Like, even though they disregarded all the great thinkers that could have shown you how to do this completely naturally just by having the right right alchemy in your life, right? Yeah, but I like Under Alex their watch, the just to, sorry, just to, just to finish that last thought, is that under their watch, under the watch of the World Health Organization, under the watch of the CDC, under the watch of the Pfizer's and Moderna's, under the watch of the Knights of Malta who run that show right from the top, under the watch of the Club of Rome and these other groups and these banks, these world banks. What's happening to the world, guys? I think we're being terraformed. I think we're being modified. And I think they're ready to expand a project that they've been working on, not just for decades, but I think for centuries. And so, if that's a big pill to swallow, that's why it's going to take me twelve chapters to roll it out for you. (laughs) Well, you're
0: talking to the right audience to go this far with the assessment for sure. And I wanted to point out and praise your performance on the new episode of Skeptico. It came out today, actually.
1: So you, oh, I didn't even see it. I hope it came out (laughs) okay. I was kind of yeah. yeah, I I listened to that today. It was great. It was
0: like really clutch that that came out today, so I could listen to it and make sure not to tread similar grounds too much. I mean, to a degree we will, but one thing that no offense to Alex over there, he's great, but he was really Alex. sticking on this point of, well, there's some aspects of transhumanism that are a inevitable and b actually good and helpful. And I love that you just like, bam, with the samurai sword, actually all <laughs> I don't, these, your seizures, your, all your bullshit. We have already had ways to deal with that, that were natural, holistic did not require you to install a fucking chip, neural link chip into your brain, right? And that's see, that's always been the promise. And this is one aspect I really want to hone in on is that part of what makes this the cult of the medics. And there's so much more to get into about this, and we will. Is that what you were saying really clicked for me? That the things that they promise humanity are no different than the priesthoods of the past of every flavor of every stripe, and it's just. The same game plan over and over, and they just change the costumes. They just change the names and the
1: titles and the char- the cast of characters. But it's all the same. Thank you for saying that, Chance. Uh, maybe I'll include a bit from this interview in the next one of these next chapters. Um, the thing is, if you send me a recording, we'll do it. But uh, here's the thing. Um, what alex was saying there and i understand where he's coming from because where he's coming from and he also needs to put that argument in front of me okay and i'm actually really grateful for alex to bring that's me on that's his role he's he good challenges at that. me and that's why i'm skeptical and i love him for that because we need to challenge our ideas we live in a world man where they're censoring all of us which is is that a beneficial thing for humanity like what's with all the censorship is that science censoring other scientists that have a different hypothesis than you is that science like are we supposed to we're supposed to trust science Oh, no, right. We're supposed to trust the science. Where else have we heard that? I think of Spanish Inquisitions. I think of witch burnings. I think of the history of this Catholic church, right, which actually created and grew out of all these, a lot of these other mainstream religions also. There's a whole history there, but let's just look at it like this. Every problem that humanity is facing has already had a solution put out there to stop that problem. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. We don't need to progress into the future the way that they tell us. We, we we can progress as human beings. We can evolve in our thinking, but you can't evolve technologically while decaying spiritually and psychologically. It's just not going to go well. I mean, you've seen Terminator 2 and iRobot and Demolition Man. And my God, science fiction. These people- Zardoz to, is now, the old Zardoz. Oh, Zardoz, boom. There's, it ends it with- uh, Like these guys knew what they were talking about. These Stanley Kubricks and all these film directors. They knew what they were talking about. They were trying to warn humanity through fiction because if they came out openly the way I'm coming out- Man, they'd be decapitated by these people. So, um, you know, there's no shortage of warnings. But this idea that the only I'm going to make the case in this series that we don't need the cult of the medics. We don't need the big churches. We don't need the big political governing roundtable bodies. We don't need the central banking system we were given as the Christ told us in those books. It's one of the things that made it through all the editing after the Constantine thing and the hundreds of years of editing and King James's and all this stuff is that what made it through was that the kingdom of heaven is neither here nor there. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Heaven is a place on earth. Heaven is a place that is above, which is the stars. It means heaved up. And it also is a place below, which is within all of us. It's that spark of light. If you go to your Bible right now, go to a Bible dictionary thing online or a thesaurus online and just type in the word light or God is light or ye are light. How many scriptures in that Bible were they trying to tell you you are light? You are the light of the world, the light of God. God is the light of the world. What else is the light of the world? You start to understand what they're doing and then you need to understand the different properties of light. This is another element that Michael Desarion brought up to me. He's like what light can be used to show the way. So if I shine a light at my feet and I can see the path, the light will help guide the way. That's a positive use of light. But a negative use of light would be having a flashlight shone in your face so that it obscures and conceals everything else in your vision. So in that way, the light blinds you, right? And that's what these cults are really good at. Whether you're thinking the process church of the final judgment, the order of the solar temple, Jim Jones, Walter Applewhite with his Heaven's Gate crap, the Raelians, I don't care what it is, freaky cults coming out your butt, man. There's so many of these things. They all have the same blueprint. And that's what people need to start doing. We get lost in the woods about which religion, which group, which this, which that. It's all costume. It's all performance. It's none of it is what they're telling you. It is this world is not what you think it is. And these people are not what they're saying they are. And they will always hide behind charity and helping the starving kids in Africa. And we just want to help humanity. And we want to avoid mass death due to climate change by depopulating the world to prevent climate change. Wait a minute. (laughs) We're going to end up in the same place, aren't we? Uh, We're going to stop a virus that's killing, well, some people, even though we can't prove whether they died from COVID or with COVID or where our PCR tests are saying. But in order to do that, we're going to lock the world down, which is going to cause massive disruptions to the supply chains, creating all kinds of death all over the third world, which relies on those supply chains that were just shut down for the past two years to stop the spread. And we're going to achieve our depopulation that way, the suicides, the overdoses, uh, the untreated and undiagnosed diseases that this cult of the medic should have been taken care of, but suddenly just went, guys, we're here to save your kids. We need to save grandma. We need to save the world. Join us in the fight to save the world. We want you to sign up to be part of the Avenger team, but guess what? Sorry. We're going to have to let a few people go and do all this other shit. We're not paying attention to in order to achieve saving people's lives. So all you got to do is, and this, what, what Jim Jones, Hey, come to me. Come to me, I'll show you the proper Christianity. I'll show you the real message of God. Uh, let's go start a little commune up on Guyana, start living together, and then we'll all just drink the Kool-Aid and go off to paradise together. Sound good? Well, here's the thing, Chance. Even though we could sit here and throw throw all kinds of, uh, of critiques at the cult leaders of the world, be they from religion, be they from these freaky cults I'm telling you about, my question's always been, yeah, but what about all the cult followers? Why do they have so many raving fans? Why does Mao Zedong, Pol Pot, Stalin, Hitler, Idi Amin, Barack Obama, I don't care who, Justin Trudeau, why do they have so many raving fans, right? There's bobbleheads of Anthony Fauci. There's little, you know, you can get little lunchboxes for your kid with, with, you know, pictures of Fauci and all these guys on there, Lady Gaga. Who are these people? They're people's champions that are put in place to say, we're here to continue the mission of good faith to humanity, and make sure we take care of you because you guys are unable to take care of yourself. And if you follow our holy writ, and never, never, never don't follow it because otherwise there's consequences. Then we can give you the world. Well, who else says that? That's the story of Lucifer, or Satan, the tempter. The, it's the fucking Eversary. Santa Claus, dude. It's Santa Claus. It's all it the started shit. with Santa Claus. I mean, yeah. we're in that time of year. Well, and there's a good story behind Santa Claus. These guys jacked it and nicked it, right? Like all the stories. They didn't invent anything. That's what I'm trying to say. Evil never invents anything. That's not what its mechanism is. It just steals and then rescripts it. it because they know, look at it. I, I'm, I'm going to give away a little intro that I do to chapter six, okay? Because it's important where I'm breaking down the three spheres of control, the three main spheres of control. Those three spheres of control that you would have to achieve if you wanted to maintain a massive power differential globally and seize the thrones of the earth would be you need to control the people, the population of people that inhabit the lands that are living on the land you want, the land and resources that you want, Okay, this nature that you love. right? I love nature, but the way these guys talk about loving nature is a little bit different. So what they say is they need to control the people. Well, what what is the element of a person? The three elements are the mind, the body, and the soul, right? That's how we look at it in very simplistic ways. Well, to control the mind, you get control of the narrative. To get to, to get control of the narrative, where's the narrative coming from? The Meeds, the media, the media, the medics, the medicis, the meds, right? The media, it's all the same shit. So they control the media. That's how I've they control the I've got a passage to read on that whenever right, you're right. done with Hold this Hold that flow. thought. Let me get these three. So you got mind, there's your media. What about the body? Well, there's your cult of the medics, your pharmacology, your transhumanism. Let's inject a few chips in you. It's going to do your body good. Uh, there's your body control, right? Let's not teach humanity about somatic intelligence. but We don't want that shit because that will blow everybody's mind and there won't be any disease left in the world for us to exploit. So let's not talk about somatic intelligence or the orgone energy or the phylogenetic memory or any of that stuff. So they control your body by having deep knowledge of your body and how it works, far deeper than you or I have. Okay. These people studied it. They were they were knights, they were knightly orders that became cistercians. I'm jumping ahead, but let's continue. We've got body control. Now spiritual control. How do you control the soul? Well, what is the soul? S O U L. Well, that's just the English version of S O L, Saul, Saul. That was the name of the sun. What did Saul see on the road to Damascus? He saw a bright light that he suddenly had a Eureka moment, right? The sun. That's what this whole thing's about. The fact that we had a different sun, which was Saturn in the ancient times, right? And there's a whole book you can get into on the cult of Saturn. I'm going to be getting into that, right? So Saturn was the first sun. Then there was a reordering of the solar system because we're constantly moving and changing over a massive scale of time that we can't even calculate because of the movement that's happening in this universe and in this galaxy, right? So then there's a changing of the order from Saturn being the central sun to Sol being the central sun, okay? But in all of us, well, both of those planets are talking about light. That's the story of light. That's the story of the fall of Lucifer and the whole deal, right? And so these people from this cult, they worship Saturn. Saturn, that's their god, okay? Not the physical planet. I'm not making... Nothing against the physical planet. I'm talking about the ideology of it, the light, the type of light that they're after. Okay, But soul is light, the light of God within, the kingdom of heaven within. Ye are light. God is light. Photonic light. What is photonic light? It's the light that permeates this every cell of your body. The photosynthesis from the soul, from the sun, comes and animates all of life on this planet and allows us to live. If the sun doesn't rise tomorrow, we're all dead. So the sun is the savior of the world because it's the soul, it's the sun, it's your soul. You have a piece of it within you, right? Every time you see a fire burning, you're putting a fire in your backyard. Listen to Richard Feynman break down what's really going on. That basically what you're seeing there is stored sunlight that's coming through the process of the, of the, of the wood that you're burning, right? And this electromagnetic charge that you're giving it. Photonic light, get into researching that. Ye are the light of the world. So what does this cult do? They use religion, the relegare. They use a way of tying you down in a negative way because there is a positive word for a definition of religion as well. Um, But they they trap you in this idea that you're living in a fallen, cursed world, okay? And find any cult that doesn't, they're going to tell you the same shit. Any cult, they're going to say it. You're in a fallen world. You're in a fallen state. You're a filthy, dirty sinner. You're, you're eating too much. You're consuming too much. You're exorbiting too many CO2 gas emissions. You're spreading viruses. You're a bunch of sinners. It's the same language. So here's what you have to do. So in the church, you have to walk into the church. You have to anoint yourself with holy water. <laughs> some guy just put some tap water with fluoride in there in the morning, some little priest, he comes in, he puts it in and then everybody blesses with the holy water, right? What is that shit? But anyways, it's a ritual that says I'm cleaning myself of my sin before I enter into this holy temple. And those churches, those crux, they were all built as uh, graphics of the right brain. The right brain that when you walk into a church, they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. I love looking at these cathedrals, but (laughs) that's the house to bring you in, not to inspire and uplift you. I mean, in some cases, yes, but let's look at it from this angle the negative angle, they're bringing you in to Mother Circe. What is the story of Mother Circe? She would invite you in and lure you into her home and then devour you and eat you like a spider in the web, right? So the church structure is the web that you walk in. Now you're on their turf. Different laws apply, different rules apply. But as long as you bless yourself with that holy water before entering over the threshold, you are invited in to sit down and listen to the priest tell you about God, even though the real God lives within you and you can have a direct Wi-Fi connection to it at any time you want. But you need the priest now. Because remember- The middleman. The middleman. We were illiterate for the vast majority of human history. And even if you ever go back 200 years ago, most people still didn't know how to read and write. Okay? Even today, there's still people in the world that don't know how to read and write. Um, and they're already changing our language, which is something we've talked about on, on Unslave with you about that. So the idea is that, They bring you into their house, into their church, into their cult. There are certain rituals you ascribe to. to keep you on the rhythm. And then then you get access to the kingdom of heaven, which is the knowledge that they're going to give you about the kingdom of heaven. Okay, What's the difference between walking into Walmart right now and you've got to bless yourself with this hand sanitizer crap, and you also have to wear the proper religious apparel and the approved religious garb in order to be approved for entry into the holy temples? which are now owned by Vanguard and BlackRock, the most powerful agencies on this earth, who are run by the cult of the medics, who are run by Vatican City and the whole deal, right? So you go, all right, now I have to do a religious ritual just to go pick up some milk, just to go pick up some food, just to go into society, okay? Um, And so they're training us to go through rituals and rites in order to achieve our possessions, our entertainment, our life, okay? It's the same, it's just a new script. And so I'm trying to point these things out to people and say, they are trying to control those three spheres of influence of you, which is your mind, your body, and your soul. And by that way, they have you as a farm animal on their farm. And if you're a farm animal on their farm, they get to profit off of you. And you don't even know this is going on. You don't even know that you're being traded on the New York Stock Exchange every single day. They don't even know. That you're brought under maritime admiralty law, which is the law of water, which started with these Templars and these Hospitallers building the first naval fleets for the Vatican and going around and taking through the crusade process and making these deals with Salesian pirates and all kinds of people. You can imagine the Francus, you, you find out there's a whole history to how that legal system was also captured. And that would be another one, the cult of the black robes. That'd be another presentation. But Just to kind of nail that point, mind, body, soul, they want control. They're the universal church. They're not about Jesus and the real Jesus, the love, the light. They're not about that stuff. Their their history alone shows, first of all, they are the wealthiest, most powerful agency on this earth. I don't care who you throw at me, whether it's some Rothschilds or any of these people, they go down to Buckingham Palace and they get on their knees. They go down to Vatican City and they get down on their knees. Uh, Amschel Rothschild was a knight of Malta. Himmler was a knight of Malta. Uh, who else? Giuseppe Mancini, um, Albert Pike, uh, Prince, all the princes and dukes, the barons. Um, who else? Uh, what's his name? Fa- uh, Italy, fascism. Mussolini, knight of Malta. Hitler, what are they wearing? Vatican symbolism. Who helped the Nazis escape after that whole project was shut down? That's That experiment was shut down because that's all it was, was an experiment funded from England. Uh, they, they The Vatican brought them through. It's called the Vatican Rat Line. That's your Operation Paperclip, right? They brought them into Argentina, Canada, the US, all over. The Nazi ideologues, their men, their knights, their clerics, their cult members to bring them out and go, hey, we're shutting down this experiment. It's getting too hot. We're going to pull you out and we're going to come back in another form somewhere else. And that other form, you can read about it. Jim Mars, Rise of the Fourth Reich in America. And Operation Paperclip is what yeah. people know about. Yeah. But Vatican Ratlines, that's the true story of Operation Paperclip. It wasn't just some military operator. They were just used as pawns. This was run from Vatican City. So you got three city-states that run the world. You have Uh, essentially you've got different little outposts and whatnot around the world, but you look where all these obelisks are. What's with all this Egyptian stuff everywhere. And this is why I got to say about that. There was a holy knowledge in Egypt that was held by the ominous class, the ominous priesthood in Egypt, which were descendants. And they had the knowledge that came from these pre-Diluvian or anti-Diluvian periods of time. There's these discussions between Solon and Socrates or Plato uh, about this, about about Atlantis, just few little mentions. but um they had that they had those libraries of of Alexandria. They had all that knowledge, and that stuff didn't get burned. the The library got burned, but the real knowledge was sequestered. And where do you think? what do you think there's fifty miles of stuff underneath the Vatican for? And nobody's allowed to see it? What's all that about? So, um, you know there's the idea is that you've got three city states, there's or oh, about the Egypt thing. that you had the ominous class. Right? You had the the people that had the advanced knowledge. And then you had these new, this new sun cult, which was a they worship the dark sun, the Saturn, Saturn alias, Saturn set, sunset, the setting of the sun. They like that light. The predator, the predators come out at night. They that's what they worship: the dark side of the moon, the dark side of the sun. That's the Atenists. Okay. And they came out of Egypt and started to, that's the birth of where all these cults and the Vatican and all that stuff came from. These are pharaonic dynasties, pharaonic bloodlines. That's why in England, to Canada, to Washington, D.C., to Vatican City, to whatever, there is obelisks all over those places. There is Egyptian symbolism all over those places. What do you think there is Egyptian symbolism on your dollar bill in America? What's that all about? What does that have to do with America? Right. How many cities in America are
0: named after Egyptian cities? and actually that would be a good a yeah i'd love strong, to strong strong case to be made that united states had a culture and civilization here what we call united states now previous to uh, the european colonization and that right. even a lot of the architecture here is older than we we're told and that maybe even what we're told as ancient egypt was here that's a really crazy research thread. Oh, that's a good one. That, Mississippi dude. River is the Nile. And like a lot of people in my in my group just keep presenting information about this to make the point more and more salient. But David, uh that flow that you were just on before I jumped in there, I'm sure there's plenty more popping out of you. Man. You're just on fire right now. Well, I gotta thanks. say.
1: I um, I got a great sleep last night. So you're getting a good show. Um, but here here it is. Uh, and I'm just reporting, guys. If I'm wrong, I'll come out and say I'm wrong. But look, you got to look at this. What I'm saying, I'm trying to help people understand there is a picture of this world that was not taught to you in school. It was not taught to you in Sunday school. It was not taught to you by your parents because nobody taught them. It was. It's not taught by our society and our culture because our society and our culture has been hijacked by social engineers since before your parents and your grandparents were born. So we are up against a massive, massive situation here. However, the good news is we do have those barren Mavro Manhattans. We do have Father Malachi's. Even today, we've got uh, Archbishop Vigano, who is coming out and literally exposing the New World Order, the Great Reset, the Pandemic. He is chapter and verse. He calls it the deep church. The deep church is what he said. We talk about deep state, deep church. These are just modern... uh parlance for the Illuminati okay uh the Illuminists that's what the the Illuminists sounds better than deep state yeah I think it's actually and we're looking at in a military if it's a military strategy this is something we need to talk about the Knights of Malta are a military fucking order they they say it you can go look it up a holy catholic military order I've shown you like 20 times in the first five chapters there's an
0: emoji for Malta that's
1: a flag it's okay. not, it's, it's a nation, basically. It's, it's a nation. Even- it's a sovereign order. Here's a quick little sketch. Okay. I made a little bit of notes for this. So my reading of this is this, and this will be, I'll be unpacking this in some more detail in the series, but you have a special audience. So I'll go through it with you. So we got the ancient cult of the medics. So that's where I'm putting in just brackets. There are the ancient ones, the originators They come out of Egypt and probably well before some weird shit was already going on way back then it eventually evolved um, into what we now have as the Vatican, which held and ha- held power and wealth that you can't even imagine. Those little Jewish bankers work for these people. Okay. We need to get that through everybody's head because every time I talk about this stuff, everybody's like, What about the Jews? What about the hey, what you don't even know about the what that word even means? Okay, it wasn't a people, it was a rank in the Masonic Templar order. It had nothing to do with peoples. Those peoples that were killed in those Nazi death camps. I know the numbers are up, whatever. I'm not even into that. They were attacked by their own, all right? And they were attacked by these specifically Judites. There's a big difference. These are the Sabbatean Frankists. These are the fourth, fifth sects. This is going back to the Atnus priests. This is Pharaonic. Where did the story of the Jews begin, by the way, oddly enough, allegedly in the ancient scriptures? It it began in Egypt. Egypt. It began in Egypt, okay? And if you go to Ralph Ellis' work, he'll show it and he'll prove it to you. He'll prove you two things. Number one, Mount uh, the, the mountain that Moses went up to give that holy law, that's the pyramid, the great pyramid. What, who are these peoples that came out of Egypt? They're descendants of the Hyksos, the Hyksos pharaohs, the pharaonic dynasties that came in and subverted the original ominous classes that were there. There's a whole story that gets behind that. And then so, fled to Scotland and fled to Scotta, Scots, right. Scottish, Scottish, Skoda. Why is there Egyptians buried in Ireland? Egyptian pharaohs and princesses buried in Ireland and, and all over Scotland. And then why are we finding red haired, bardic, druidic mummies? What's in, in the in Grand Asian? Canyon? Yeah, there, there, there's so many questions, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We can get into so many subjects with this. That's what's good about it is that when you think about it, these, this, this power was so massive that they had to start spreading out little satellite spy networks all over. Okay. So you had your ancient cult of the medics. There's your origin. Then you had the Vatican, which created over, over several decades. Okay. So think, uh, you know, 10, 1050 to 1099. Okay. Created several decades. They created a military branch and different orders of the Vatican. So they had their armies. You had your Templars, you had your hospitalers, you had I mean, there's like 386 different satellite secret orders and chivalric orders that are housed to this day in Vatican City. Okay. They didn't go away with the Industrial Revolution. They're still around. Okay. So then you had the Hospitallers. So that was the history of these guys. They were called the Knights Hospital. Well, Hospitallers, right? Was just one of the words they were used. But they're really the Order of St. John of Jerusalem. Okay. Bingo. Um, yeah, it's to order a St. John of Jerusalem. Then they had to move around because they kept getting kicked out of places and having some issues, so they became the Knights of Rhodes, okay? So they stayed in Rhodes. Rhodes Scholarship, any, any bells ringing yet? And then eventually they finally were able to um, get some land and set up in Malta. And my goal in life is to go on a documentary campaign in Malta because I've had, I got friends that have lived there. Um, and when you go there, they basically built these cathedrals and temples and sites all over the place. There, there are signatures everywhere because that was their home. It was a naval fleet. And Malta was a strategic location to stop uh, these other Ottomans and these other all these other groups. It was a strategic location. Um, and it was also strategic for them to be able to set up their network moving forward. So the Knights of Malta were originally part of the Benedictines who were the Benedictines, their patron saint was John the Baptist. Okay. And this gets into the history of Where the Where does Naz- Joe
0: Biden go to JB, another <laughs> JB? Where does he go to church? Interesting. Church consecrated to John the Baptist maybe? Yeah.
1: And, and John the Baptist, like, People can get into the weeds on the debate about who he really was. I'm telling you what they, this is how they see it. They're psychopaths. These people, they see the world totally different. They read a different Bible than you do. Even, and even that one we got questions about. Okay. And John
0: the Baptist is also Scorpio, which is massively important for these political puppets. A lot of them are the born under Scorpio.
1: Under the sign of the scorpion. But what uh,
0: else is in that, that, region that is book. Ophiuchus, the 13th sign. And you know those
1: Templar-related orgs are super into the 13. 13 bloodlines. Yeah, exactly. So here we go. This is in the history of the Nazarene sect. Um, and the fourth and fifth sects, which can be traced back to ancient Egypt. So again, go to see Ralph Ellis and we've been having many advanced conversations on unslaved about those sects and who they really are, not who they advertise themselves to be. There's a difference. And then, so the original location and acts and rituals, etc., stretch back much further than the assumed date of the Knights of Malta founding, which was 1099. It goes way back. So when I I included a little bit from a really bombshell interview I did with Tasarian on this, and I put it in chapter one and chapter two, where he's talking about how the Knights of Malta are older than the Templars, older than the Cistercians, older than the Illuminati, The Mace, they're the most the oldest secret society on the planet, pretty much, okay? They, because they go back to these Benedictines, which then connects them to the fourth and fifth sects, which then takes them back through time to ancient Egypt and possibly before. They are very much, at the very least, they have the knowledge from those periods and those groups, okay? And then, so under the cover of healing the sick and wounded during the Crusades, they were creating underground networks and spies, spy networks, and were undermining the social framework while doing so. Now, you know, we don't have all, a whole list of smoking guns on that specific point, but we have all of the surrounding history and the resulting history after that that proves it, in my opinion, conclusively. And then by 1113, Pope Pascal II approved the foundation of their first hospital and placed the order under the direct aegis of the Holy See. And they're talking the Holy See as well as the See, right? So the See, the the Paper, I, the paper C, right? Paper See, because all this C. shit is done on paper. On paper, right? We all even say that. it look really good on paper, but in reality, it's this different. The- It's a two dimensional realm
0: controlling our realm.
1: 2D. And now that that two dimensional paper sea has just been digitized. Well, yeah, exactly. And they're going to pretend it's 3D, but it's not. So, of the Holy See, giving it virtual self rule and sovereignty, which they still hold to this day. And if you think these guys went away because the medieval times are over, um, why are they sitting on the United Nations as a nation? They sit at the table, the circle, the, the council. Of the United Nations they're not just like hanging out going guys we just want to sit here and take some pictures okay these guys sit on the councils these guys built it who built the United Nations David Rockefeller well not just David his it was his uh it was his brother we're well, not his brother one of the other Rockefellers who started the process the Rockefeller family okay and there's a that's a whole story uh they donated the land for the UN to be built on. That they used started to be it an
0: abattoir, and, slaughterhouse land.
1: Oh yeah, totally. And these are all ancient sacred sites. The, even where the Vatican is, that Vatican was built on the on the bodies of the ancient temples of the Druids and the Celts that were destroyed by the Roman Empire, completely destroyed. And they didn't just destroy them because they weren't part of the Christ cloth. They destroyed them for their knowledge, and they milked them for their knowledge, and then they built on top of conquered nations, all of these temples all over the world. So you got these Templar castles and these houses and these royal houses that still exist today. Buckingham Palace didn't go anywhere. I didn't, I still sitting over there right now. If you go check it out, they're all built on these sacred ley line sites. We've been covering this on enslaved as well, but not to get too far into the weeds here. I just wanted to let people know the history, the vast history of what we're talking about as this cult of the medics. It goes well beyond some Anthony Fauci stooge or some Klaus Schwab pawn or some, you know, Bill gates twerp. It does it well beyond these guys. These guys are little pawns on the chessboard. And we are too, unless we've, we solve this, unless we understand this and we reclaim our health. And so alongside the history of the buildup of what we now call big pharma and all this shit. Okay. Who owns all that? Go look into it. Um, There was also doctors and priests and people coming from within these institutions that were blowing the whistle about everything I'm saying this whole time, okay? I've got scores of whistleblowers that come from within that are not some outside little fringe group of people that are just crazy conspiracy theorists. These are people that lived it, that saw it, that sat there during the signing of these papal bulls, that saw even in in the NIH and the CDC and the Pfizer's of today – who saw them shredding documents, who saw them covering up crimes, who were knowingly injecting uh, like those like that story of what they did with uh, Bayer, which (laughs) Bayer, man, the whole story of Bayer connected to uh, IG Farben and the Nazi experimentation and Joseph Mengele and that whole thing. Those guys still are in business. We
0: got to right? talk about Mingla in the second hour.
1: Oh, for, that that's a whole other thing. That white glove,
0: hidden hand, the white gloves, touchless oh. death thing. There is a lot, eh? There is a lot. There's a, a lot, but out. Yeah. bro. Bro, I don't want to like keep you pe- too late tonight past our allotted time. So we should migrate to the second hour. Hard sure. to do because this is huge. There's 90 people watching on youtube which you know you're not even supposed to be on youtube david well done (laughs) they don't like you here uh (laughs) but (laughs) we're gonna move it over to rockfin and that's the pre that's for premium rockfin people i you know what i don't want to i don't want to cut off everybody over on youtube but i'm not really you have the choice free will to go over and support on rockfin and also support creators like david where you can watch the whole cult of the medic series there which you heard him. He did the whole thing himself. And I got so many notes. I don't, and David's on such a tear, this flow state he's on. Like, I don't even think I'll be able to speak my notes, but what, whatever. We'll, we're going to keep going over there. But before we do, we got to give you a chance to wrap up your thoughts uh, for the first hour people to maybe obviously give your plugs to all the ways people can support you and all the many, many things that you're a part of to remind them of that. And man, just appreciate your energy, dude. This is what it's about because it's important. Yes, that we give the people the information, but your spirit, your fire, the passion you bring to it, the clear divine energy of that soul coming through you, the light in the sound of your voice and the articulation of your flow state is that is what will heal people. That is what will inspire people. And inspiration is what it's about. So Just being able to witness you, the passion, that is a big part of why there are so many people here watching and interested. It's because you're bringing the fire to this subject. You're casting the light (laughs) from within. So, man, this is just unbelievable. Like I know that you're a badass, but this is just unbelievable. This is really good. Well,
1: thanks, man. And, And look, let me say this then in closing of this hour. Um, Some of the stuff that I talk about in the series and probably even some of the things I mentioned today can um, immediately put someone into a state of thinking that is hopeless, that these people are all powerful, they're indestructible, they're omniscient, um, that we're totally screwed. Uh, It's only days away. They're just going to round us all up and put us in gulags and kill us off. And there's, there's a lot of pessimism out there. And I see it and I understand it. However, I'm not from that cloth. And I'll tell you why. I was raised by warriors. I was raised by martial artists, stronger men and women than me. Uh, I was raised by the great thinkers that told me always that there is a solution to all these problems. Think about what I've told you. They tried to co-opt and hijack your mind, your body, and your soul. So what's the way out? Is the way out to just go, oh, I guess it's over. We're totally screwed. Or is the way out just to take that information as information? And then to act on it and reclaim your mind, your body, and your soul. And if you reclaim your soul, they can't touch shit. They got nothing on you. You are invincible in that moment. You are indestructible in that moment. Soul Invictus. Soul Invictus. They want to have their sign to conquer. You've got your sign to conquer. They want to hijack your ancient symbolism and ancient knowledge and, and divine providence. You can reclaim it and rebuild it back in your life. All the, all the ways that they spun this web to, to take this control and to build the world they, that they want, that isn't necessarily in your interest or mine, we can reclaim that power back because they stole it from us. Your government has no right over you, your mind, your body, or your soul. Know that. Don't listen to the bullshit that they're telling you. You got to listen to these health orders. They supersede your constitution. Bullshit. The real constitution is written within you. It's not on a piece of paper. We just put it on a piece of paper, as, as maybe imperfect as it is, to make an agreement, a contract between us, we the people, and those that were going to govern our affairs. We made some big mistakes along the way. So it's time we reclaim that sovereignty. It starts within you. Freedom's not going to be given from the world. Freedom is an inside job, like Chance was saying. So that's my message, is that this will be fixed. These people are up against time itself. These people are up against the entire universe itself. They're up against what we call God, however you want to conceive that. They're up against you. They're up against me. And as long as there's at least a few of us, they can't do jack. And there's also an energetic and spiritual element to this. And so unseen forces are here right now with you, with me on this planet, helping in this great fight. So it's not going to be a great reset. As long as we're standing, as long as we're fighting, as long as we're breathing, there's no great reset for us. Maybe for the sheep out there that just love being slaves, but not for us freedom fighters. It's not going to happen. All right, now not over my dead body is it going to happen. And if they take my body, I'm coming back in the afterlife to haunt them for eternity. And they know that. <laughs> not going to touch shit. So you got to have this fighting spirit that says absolutely not. This is my line in the sand. Freedom is my politics. Truth is my religion. And I take the way of no way and always as my philosophy. You can't mess with people like that. So become that it will be fixed. It can be fixed and truth wins in the end.
0: Couldn't say it better myself. Oh man.
1: (laughs) Okay. Where do they find you, buddy? (laughs) Cult of the medics.com. It's all there. That's right. Even got unslaved.com merch on there and everything. Oh, Okay. Quick shout out to my amazing sponsor, Uh, teamed up with um, Rise Attire out of the US. These people are phenomenal. They have their own show over on the foxhole, by the way. They've been digging on all kinds of good stuff themselves, but they also have an attire line and they have a business model of using the symbolism and the messaging uh, that the media is trying to cast a spell over you with in a reverse way to awaken people to the truth. So they built custom-made attire just for this series. I was so honored they did it. It's so awesome. It's made in the US top to bottom it's all high quality never fades in the wash and all that stuff and the art that they did i didn't even have to oversee that they took it on themselves and built this amazing line i didn't do nothing to it i said just publish it send it out uh so they've got all kinds of cool stuff really really high quality um i think they did an amazing job and so you can find the link over at cult it's featured right there so please that's one way that you can support christmas is coming i think that'd be a good gift they're the best conversation starters out there. So that's another way that you can support. You can also support by donating if that's your thing. If not, number one, if you resonate with the message, if you like this series, I put it out for free. I even put the files out that you can download the MP4 files and put them on your own channels and do live viewing. I don't care. I'm giving it to you. And so that if you're going to take that, just do me a solid and share it. That's, that's the number one way you can help.
0: Brilliant. Yes, people do them a solid and share it. Now, before we go over to hour two, there's going to be a musical intermission. There'll be a countdown timer. We're going to listen to a track by our mutual friend, Joel Rafiti. Oh, Joel, what's up, bro? Yeah. Nice. So I'm going to play uh, his song, Just Asking. Very awesome song. And that will give us some time to tr- like, you know, freshen up, take a little break, stretch. And on the rock fin side, we'll pick up there and. You people on YouTube have plenty of time to switch which stream you're watching if you want to support us on that particular station, because there's so much more that we're going to get into. (laughs) A lot of more. Got a lot of more for you. You got me fired up, buddy. (laughs) I didn't even get good sleep last night, but I can feel your sleep or something. All right. It's contagious. (laughs) Hey, thanks, man. We'll see everybody on the Rockfin side. Sounds good. Let's do it
2: really want to know because i can't be sure i got questions to ask i want to know what for so if you want my consent i need to be informed i got questions to ask because you've lied before i'm just asking no need to attack me i'm just asking what's in the vaccine i'm just asking because i'm not a machine i'm just asking I want the truth, I can be concerned, so please, show me the proof as i for life to this earth, it's in my nature to nurture, to love and protect, this life of mine is precious, I just want the best, I know that you do too, so I hope you'll understand, let's just have a conversation, together expand, I want to hear facts, I don't mean to offend, so don't let fear distract you from what just doesn't make sense, let's go, 4 billion paid out, what's that about, you say it's safe and effective, I say I've got my doubts, there's clearly risk involved, so there has to be truth, now we're talk about my baby, so I'll use my voice She's born ready, she doesn't have head B Doesn't have an STD and didn't use an IV I'm hoping you can see the reason for my unease No complications, there's simply no guarantees I really wanna know because I can't be sure I got questions to ask, I wanna know what for So if you want my concern, I need to be informed I got questions to ask because you've lied before I'm just asking No need to attack me, I'm just asking What's in the vaccine, I'm just asking Because I'm not a machine, I'm just asking Just asking don't tell me not to check what you'll inject in my daughter Why can't she handle aluminium but advised against water Why can't I have an opinion, it's only us to support her If listed known side effects, do come and haunt us I know you'll only ignore her, encephalitis or death Can you go get that insert, at least invite us to check Don't you think that we should know that this might end in a death In pregnant women, did you know there's never been a safety test Every baby needs a chance, not everybody needs a shot We're biologically different, that's not something you forgot You cannot, millions in your definition of proof, family's ruined, and there's nowhere to dispute. You've introduced a disease, she's not even immune. But you got your commission, and your position is used. No excuse for your ignorance. Abuse the innocent, don't eat that fish, but take your mercury virulent. Cognitive dissonance. I really want to know because I can't be sure. I got questions to ask, I want to know before. So if you want my consent, I need to be informed. I got questions to ask because you've lied before. I'm just asking. No need to attack me, I'm just asking What's in the vaccine, I'm just asking Because I'm not a machine, I'm just asking Just asking I'm not against you, I'm with you pro-health and I'm pro-choice. I just want to know how many more babies have to be injured or killed before it's acceptable to ask about it. We live with the highest rate of chronic illness and allergy that's ever existed. The vaccine schedule's more than doubled in the last 20 years alone. If you're 35 or over, it's likely you've got less vaccinations than a six-month-old baby. Manufacturers have paid millions of dollars in fraud settlements promoting drugs, for approved uses with no safety studies. You really trust the media to tell you the truth. They deceived you before. They've even lied about the people. Courts have ruled that vaccines do contribute to cids, And yet we question never. Every day what toxins go in your kids. Through food in the environment, We're diligent is tiring. But it comes to a needle up in your mouth and hear the sirens. Sparring against tyrants, the babies are dying. I wanna know what's underlying. That reaction you're supplying. I really wanna know because I can't be sure. I got questions to ask, I wanna know what for. So if you want my consent, I need to be informed. I got questions to ask because you've lied before. I'm just asking. No need to attack me, I'm just asking. What's in the vaccine, I'm just asking. Because I'm not a machine, I'm just asking. Just asking.
0: All hail David Whitehead. Phenomenal dude, phenomenal truth warrior. Learned so much, inspired so much by watching what he does over the years that I've been doing this, and if you're hearing me right now, you're on the audio-only version of the show, which means you're catching a replay since we did this live. I hope you forgive me that my format is <laughs> sporadic, changes a lot. I just do what feels right per episode, and this one, the energy was there to do a live stream And maybe 2022 will see me doing a lot more live streams and just posting the playbacks to the RSS feed later. Why I'm saying this is because if you are the audio-only audience, I just want to make sure you know I appreciate you too, and I'm here to talk to just you right now. It's been quite a year for Interverse, and probably if you've been one of the longer-term listeners, maybe going back to 2019, 2018 even then most of the time you've been listening through the podcast player app of your choice. Video does seem like the more fun format for me, so I'd love to have more of you migrate off of the circuit of just listening and get in there and become community members with our Telegram group or just join in the live chats when we do a stream or a premiere. Because I'm finding that the real magic is coming through the connections that we make. Me to you, and you to you. What's cool is that with the Telegram group, there's a place for everyone to land and connect with each other. Like-minded. Like-hearted, I'd even say. Anyway, the reason I'm doing this additional outro for the audio-only people, and this isn't going on the video versions of the show because they were already streamed, is to let you know I'm grateful for you listening in whatever form that you do and that if you're hearing the free version of the show, which a lot of you are, I have to tell you the plus extension with David was two hours extra. So this was a three plus hour show for, for uh, people that are supporters on Rockfin or Patreon. Never been a better time to get in there. There's so much in the extensions, man. You can keep yourself busy for quite a while. And why wait? You know, if you think maybe I'll get it later and then go back and listen to the second half of episodes where I've already heard the first half. It's kind of more fun to hear it all at the same time. Don't you think? Anyway, the stuff we talked about in the plus extension, we got more to the nitty gritty of the cooties scamdemic details. Why we think we're winning this whole thing. One interesting diversion, though, was we got into a flat earth, round earth conversation. And that was really cool because uh, we see things differently, but I'm I'm as open as he is, hopefully, to changing my mind about things. But my viewpoint is more inclusive of multiple possibilities or simultaneous explanations rather than it's this or it's that. And it was a cool conversation because a lot of times you don't hear a debate, if you will, and it wasn't really a debate, but a conversation between people who have different perspectives on something as divisive as that, where the respect levels stay completely, you know, respectful. (laughs) But I can't even tell you the two hours that we had for the plus extension. I don't know. I didn't really take notes. It was a blast. His energy was fantastic. The other reason why I'm getting in here and doing an extra outro is because this is the potentially, probably the last episode of Interverse ever. I'm quitting. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, but it's like, I think it's the last one for the year. I'm going to give myself a bit of a break from the main show because I did 52 already. And that's one for each week. I feel like that's mission accomplished. There's way more than I've ever done. Plus, I'm doing Vibrant, and I'm doing guest spots on other people's podcasts, and I'm even doing pop-up other types of content. And going forward, there'll be more of that. And so, again, the reason I'm talking to you audio-only people is just to make sure that you know to check the YouTube or check the Rockfin page for the things I'm doing that are not audio-only that are video based, so much of my content is. And by making sure you get a notification for that, maybe you can hang out with us live. It might not be your thing to do the live thing, but the community is awesome. So watch out for even bigger year than ever next year. Maybe we'll do more than 52 interverse episodes next year. I don't know. But I'm gonna give myself some time to work on other projects and get my life in order. I'm really proud of the last week. Actually, there's been like four episodes just this week. I didn't mean to front load it like that, but I'm starting to notice a pattern that uh, around the first quarter of the, the moon cycle, between the first quarter and the full moon, I just have a lot of juice to get shit done. And it's not like a grind at all. So that's why there are so many episodes like that. I enjoy having a little bit of freedom in the format of how I publish things. Vibrant being... The Wednesday night show, always at the same time. That's cool, too. It's cool to have both options. But I don't want to sit here and ramble at you. I just want to express my huge gratitude for the best year ever for the podcast, for me as a human being. Also the hardest in a lot of ways. But all of those obstacles are the course, as I say all the time. And I want to make sure that you know that we can do so much more than just have this one-sided conversation or you're listening to me and whoever I'm talking to. You and I could actually do stuff together. i do divination for people. It's really great. Draw some cards. Reflect on what universe wants to tell you about your life. Uh, what you want to tell you about your life is more like. Because <laughs> all is self. And sound healing. That's the other biggie. Uh, it's just ridiculous how magical the sound healing sessions are for something that we're doing remotely over a distance. You got to experience it to experience it, I guess, but take my word for it. Trust me if you do, or, or test it out. Um, at some point (laughs) probably should do this in the break of not having interverse episodes. I'm going to set it up as a store item on the website and even put some testimonials up there so you can see that other people think that it's good. But yeah, you're the best, you listeners. This is really niche information. It's not accessible to everybody. I get that a lot that a family member or somebody would listen to say, Oh, I listened to your show and I just didn't understand what you're talking about. And so for those of you that vibe with what I'm doing, it means that you've been on your own journey <laughs> like me. And we might not all have the same information, but we've all got an aptitude for learning new things as often as we can and seeing how we can apply that to life. So that's what makes you special amongst other things. Right. So I won't, uh, I won't keep you too long in this outro. It's already been a mega long episode, especially if you heard the plus extension, but just know you're appreciated. And here's looking forward to a really great 2022. Although, you know, really, the new year starts in the spring equinox. That's my opinion. But either way, Gregorian calendar is wrapping up soon. And it's been quite a wild ride. I hope to see many of you join the Telegram group. Hope to work with many of you through the services I'm now offering. And most of all, I wish you health, divine and perfect health. That you stay in your flow state, that your electricity is clean, (laughs) and we'll talk soon. Just because this is the last main Interverse episode for the year doesn't mean there isn't more stuff going to hit the RSS feed. A lot more stuff between now and the end of December. So stay tuned, stay golden, and silver. (laughs) Much love. See you later.